Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at The Heart. And uh, is anybody, does anybody love this weather? I know Birdie just said it a moment ago. Does anybody love this weather? Uh, okay, most of us, not all of us. I, um, I was getting a coffee this morning, and uh, the, one of the girls that works at Mocha is where I grab my coffee. She's like, hey, Dom, how you liking this fall weather? And I was like, oh, man, I love it. I love the cold weather. She's like, that's good for you. I hate it. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, maybe you need a cup of coffee as well. Bless her heart. Uh, I'm so grateful that you guys are here today, uh, and if you're watching online, thanks for being here with us this morning. Um, we're in the middle of a series called Natural, and uh, I asked my wife to bring this uh, from our house. Does this one have a name? No, not yet? Okay. So Amber likes to name uh, our plants. Um, see, I'm saying our plants. See, I'm helping. I'm a part of this now. Uh, Amber, you weren't here last, this is just a personal conversation to my wife and I, I guess, but uh, if you guys weren't here last week, um, I told, uh, I, I was saying that my wife has all these uh, plants around the house and they're multiplying like crazy, and my way of being a part of it is just not complaining as much each week, right? So that's how I'm a part of the journey of the plants is not complaining. So I brought this guy over here uh, just so you could see uh, what a plant looks like, I guess. Uh, trying to get into the plant mode, and you guys are going to be a part of that journey with me. Now, this series, the idea for it, what we, what we wanted to do is there is uh, this earth around us. There are things that are just naturally occurring around us. And what I wanted to do is spend a few weeks trying to see if what is naturally happening around us, if what is natural outside, in the air, in the earth, can help us to grow our faith. What can we learn from what is natural? What can we learn from nature? Last week, I challenged you all to, to get out and go for a walk, a short walk, but an intentional walk, to look at the earth around you, to look at the sky at night, to look at the trees around you. I don't know if you guys were able to do that, but if you didn't, you can do it again. You can do it this week. Walks are fun. They're good for you. So I'm told. I jog. I sprint. Me and Matt sprint all the time. We're just sprinters. And so I was thinking about kind of nature around us and how that affects us, how that affects our faith. And it got me thinking, a few short months ago, does anybody remember the snowpocalypse of South Central Texas? Heavens to Betsy. That was a doozer. And I tell you what that storm did. That st well, that storm did a lot. These guys know how to party. That storm did a lot. Here's what it did. Here's what it did. It showed me, and probably you, and many of us, and the grid, and the state of Texas, that we were not prepared for the cold. That we were not prepared to not be able to drive to go get our stuff. I never realized how few groceries we had until I wasn't able to go get any. Does anybody remember standing in line for hours to buy one dozen eggs and a, and a half gallon of milk? Does anybody remember that? Me and Bertie, uh, a friend of uh, Bertie, we were standing out line. And it was so cold, obviously, and we were standing out in the line at Sam's Club. The, the line was wrapped around the building. 
And by the time we got halfway up the line, they're like, hey, everybody, just so you know, the power's out inside. We can't sell you anything. Like, well, let's go get, eat some more Cheez-Its, I guess. It really showed me how unprepared I was for anything to stop. It's amazing how something happening in nature affects us inside our own home. Something unpredictable like that can really reveal to us where we're not ready to live life, where we're not ready to move forward. I don't know exactly where you live, but there was a while where we weren't able to use our water. And I've never realized how much, uh, how much I take for granted that when I flip open the faucet, flip open? When I turn on the faucet, I just expect water to be there. When I flip the light, there it is. When I flip the light switch, I just expect light to turn on. So when you lose power and you can't use water, then we realize, like, well, where do we get water? I usually just get water from the faucet. Where are we supposed to get water? And then everybody was out of water, and we were fighting for water. It was a wild scene at Target. People were pushing each other out of the way to get, to get water, to get food. I remember going to, uh, getting some food at Target, and all of the frozen pizzas were gone, except the veggie ones that were made out of cauliflower crust. People are like, we're not that hungry, <laughs> okay? We, <laughs> we might get there soon, but we're not there yet. Something that occurred naturally affected us. It created this unpredictability. It didn't create it, it revealed it. And we naturally don't like unpredictability. Sure, some of us can handle change and some of us like to do new things and go on new adventures and explore things, but no one naturally likes things that are unpredictable. We like to be able to predict what's going to happen to us. We create, even if we're going on an adventure, most of us, maybe not all of us, we create a plan. We want to predict kind of where we're going to go, about how long it's going to take. There is something very soothing and comforting about predictability. But what nature can teach us, what nature can show us, is that things can be very unpredictable. And we experienced it for three or four days back in February when it got too cold for Texas to do anything. And many of us were out of power for days. Many of us didn't have water for hours, days. We couldn't get food. We couldn't get snacks. We couldn't get to our friends or family, whatever it was. And, and, and not, maybe not just the weather, but where else in your life, where else in your faith has unpredictability forced you to reconsider something? You know, maybe it's not always a tragedy, but something happens in our life that we didn't predict and it shakes us up. And sometimes when something happens, when, when we lose a, a job or, or someone in our family uh, passes away or we get into a car wreck, it can, it can reveal to us how unprepared we were for the unpredictable. Sometimes something happening in our life can show us how unprepared our faith is for the unpredictable things in life. There are times where we feel like we have enough faith, we have the faith that we want, we have just what we need until something happens that is unpredictable and it shakes our faith. And what's brilliant about our faith being shaken is it's an opportunity to grow your faith. 
Not, not a chance for you to see how weak your faith is. See, on, on one side, if something happens and we don't get what we want, we don't get what we pray for, that ever happened to you? You pray for something, you want something to happen, and you ask God for it. You think, well, God can do anything. Is he too busy for this? And then it doesn't happen. You're like, I knew it. What a waste of time. How can God be trusted if a very honorable thing that I pray for and ask for, and I ask people around me to pray for it? I texted Dom, and I said, Dom, can you pray for this? I really want this to happen. I said, I got you. I'll be praying for you. And we do all of this. And then God still doesn't do what we ask. How can he be trusted? Something like that will challenge our faith. It will shake it up a little bit. And if we, if we take that situation and we say, God can't be trusted, my faith is gone, I'm done. Then we have seen where we were unprepared in our faith and let ourselves be defeated by it. But if we have a perspective and we say, it didn't go the way I wanted and it shook my faith, so it looks like I have an opportunity to grow my faith. Now, that takes some processing, and that's not easy. But what an opportunity to grow our faith. There's some friends of ours that they, uh, I would call them preppers-ish. And when the, when the snow came, weren't affected. Plenty of food, plenty of water, had a generator for power. I was talking to them this week. They said there was a few things that, that even they felt unprepared for. I was like, you guys felt unprepared? But we, you know, we had called them when that storm happened. They had, they had plenty of water to get through everything. No big deal. They had plenty of food. They'd been stocking up on food. They were prepared for the unpredictable. So it still showed them areas where they were unprepared, but it was minor tweaks. They were still able to do what they needed to do. They were prepared for the unpredictable. I want to ask you today, is your faith prepared for the unpredictable? Is the faith that you have right now? See, sometimes, sometimes we think that this is the faith we have. This is how much I trust God. This is how often I want to be a part of what God is doing, and that's where it is. That's where it ends. How, how, can, you, how can you get more faith? You either trust God or you don't, right? I don't think so. I think sometimes it's on a little, little continuum. There's some days I have, I, can, I don't mind telling you personally, there's some days where I trust God a lot. And I'm, I'm even taking my hands off the wheel when I'm driving, you know what I mean? I'm just trusting God. And there's some days where I'm not sure he can handle it. <laughs> I, there's some days where I say to myself, I don't think God can worry about this as good as I can. So I'm going to worry about this for the whole day, and I'm going to stress out about it, and I'm going to be anxious around my family, and I'm going to rile my wife up till she gets mad at me and then ask her why she's mad at me. Is that just a Dominic thing? <laughs> mean, but good. Some days I have a, a lot of trust. Some days I don't. And so when things happen to me on the good days, I'm like, oh, I got this. And when things happen to me on the not-so-good days, I think, well, I, I, I think to myself, well, I thought I had faith enough for that. I thought I had enough faith to get through this. 
And sometimes things have happened to me in my life where I didn't have enough faith to get through something. And I had to grow my faith. Some of you know uh, our story years ago. Amber and I, we uh, tried to uh, conceive a baby using IVF, in vitro fertilization. We were told by the doctors that we weren't able to get pregnant naturally. So we had to do in vitro. And so we do all the stuff, and and we're praying, and and we got the most spiritual people you've ever known about praying for us and praying for a baby and reading scripture and all this stuff. And so we go through the process, and it didn't work. No baby. And that really shook our faith. It really shook my faith. And I, and, and I, and I realized then, and I can kind of look back, at, back on it now, I realized that I didn't have enough faith to go through that. My faith needed to grow in that moment, in the, in the following months. It needed to grow, and that was the opportunity for it to grow because I could have said, easily, I could have said, God can't be trusted. We can't have a baby? Come on, man. I could have said that, and I said, I want, my oppor- I want this opportunity for my faith to grow. Where are you unprepared for the unpredictable? I want to look at a, at a verse today in, uh, in the book of Luke. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bible, you don't read it a lot, that's okay. The book of Luke is one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're they're the main accounts that we have in the Christian Bible that talk about the things that Jesus did while he was here. Right? He would go around and he would teach people. We just finished a series called Storytime. He would teach in parables, teach in stories. It was his preferred way. His most popular way of teaching that we have recorded was him teaching in stories. And in this particular verse we're going to look at, this is towards the end of one of those stories. And I'm going to give you just, just the Cliff Notes version. This is the, 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 the Dom Standard Version, the DSV. This is a parable that is commonly referred to as the parable of the seed and the sower. Parable of the sower, parable of the seed. And Jesus tells this story. He's, he's talking to a large group of people. So just, just imagine, picture it. You know, Jesus is at the, you know, he's on some, maybe he's on a, a rock and he's yelling at people and he's telling this story. And he said, let me tell you a story. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer, a farmer that scatters seed. And some of the seed lands on the hard path and it can't grow. And some of the seed lands on rocks, and it grows a little bit. It grows quickly, but the sun kills it. And some of the seed lands on good soil, and it grows, and it does really, really well. And he tells, he tells this story, and he's shouting this, and, and, and he's shouting to people, if you hear this with your heart, if you listen to this story with your heart, you'll understand what I'm saying. Right, I got I to read you exactly what he said. Well, not exactly. You know, I wasn't there, but. He said, listen with your heart. Yeah, listen with your heart, and you will understand. Can you imagine? This is, <laughs> you're, you're, you're sitting there listening to Jesus. This is supposed to be the Son of God. This is supposed to be the person who's telling us how to live. And he says, if you listen to your heart, you will understand. I'm like, can't you just tell me what you're saying? <laughs> can't you just tell me what the kingdom of God is? Can't you just tell me exactly what you're trying to say? Now, so after this, he tells this story. Now, in here, 
In these verses, we get to know what the story means, but only because it was recorded later and he was telling this to his disciples, not to the crowd he just told the story to. So his disciples come up to him later, his followers, these people that are kind of doing this ministry with him, they come up to him and they say, what, is, what does that story mean? What do you mean by that? And Jesus goes on to tell them that the farmer represents God, the word of the seed represents the word of God. Sometimes I read the Bible, and there's, there's, a th there's things that we say a lot in the church world that just kind of have, you're just supposed to say it, and we all kind of pretend we know what it means. We all kind of pretend we know what it looks like. And it was, it was funny, so I was, I, was, I was researching this this week, and he says, okay, here's the deeper meaning. Here's the deeper meaning to my parable. He says, the word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. And I was like, huh, I don't know that I've ever thought of what does he mean by the word of God? So I did a little digging, just a little bit, just a tiny little garden shovel of digging. And the word of God means the manifestation of God is another translation. I was like, oh, perfect. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> what do you mean the manifestation of God? So I, I just say that because when it comes to this, don't just take what I say at my word. I would, I would love to challenge you that whatever we talk about here on a Sunday, or maybe you hear it in Connect Group, whatever it is, dig into it on yourself, or dig into it uh, for yourself. Go check it out. Read through it. Watch some videos. What have other people had to say about Luke 8? What have other people had to say about the parable of the sower? Okay, so here's what Jesus says. The word of God is the seed that is sown into our hearts. And he talks about the hard pathway represents hard hearts. The seed falling on the gravel represents those who initially respond with joy, but soon after, when a, re when a season of harassment and difficulty comes their way, they fall away. The seeds that fall on the weeds are the hearts of those who hear the word of God, and their growth is quickly choked off by their anxious cares. And watch this. This is 15. The seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. I want to encourage you to allow your faith, to allow your trust in God, to be a seed of faith that has room to grow. To be a seed of faith that has room to grow. Talking about nature and this journey our family has been in with plants. What kind of plant is this? Snake plant. Hello. There has been so much that Amber has learned about plants and to be fair, has tried to teach me that I have not listened well to. But I'll come home and I'll see. I, I, know, I know that she's in a zone when I come home and there's three or four plants on the kitchen counter. And then she's outside. Ox is running around trying to protect her from the plants. Ox is our dog. And she's got soil on her legs she's got soil on her hands there's several there's several plants that are just just naked out of a pot with like their roots just like 
splayed out. And, and a few plants have died because we didn't know exactly how to take care of them. There's some plants, when it rains, Amber gets really excited because there's some plants that really need to go outside right away when it rains. And there's some plants that we can't put on the back porch because that's too much, sun in the, too much sun in the afternoon. They need the morning sun, but not too much morning sun, so we bring those plants into my office. And there's some plants that don't need a lot of sun. They can just sit upstairs in one of the rooms. And there's some plants that need to be constantly cared for, so we keep those around the living room area so we can water them when we need to and make sure they're doing okay. And Amber learned that sometimes when your plant has a leaf that's dying, that's a good thing, that's natural. It, sometimes a leaf needs to die to make room for, guess, anybody? New growth. She learned that sometimes you need to clip off certain branches of a plant, certain leaves of a plant. You need to take them off even if they look healthy because you make room for new growth. Those are things that she learned about the natural state of the plants that we have in our life, of the plants that we have in our house. Where are you unprepared for unpredictability in your life? The interesting thing is, sometimes you'll never know until that unpredictable thing happens, and that's okay. What I'm challenging you with today, what I hope you hear me say to you today, is you can prepare for the unpredictable. In fact, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Predicting that life is unpredictable sets us up for success. You can be like our friends that you have a few things of uh, water lined up in the garage. I go crazy now at, at Costco, and I've done this since Snowpocalypse, but I'll go to Costco, and they have a pack, you know, a big pack of uh, one liter, 18 bottles, and I'll get like five or six of those things in one trip. The back of the Tahoe is kind of, you know, dropping a little bit, dropping a little bit low. Tahoe knows how to party, because I want to be prepared. I want to have water in case we need it. You can be prepared for the unpredictable, and when you prepare for the unpredictable, it sets you up for success. How can you prepare for the unpredictable? I heard somebody say one time, uh, they said, it is impossible for someone to create a list of things that would never occur to them. It's impossible for you to create a list of things that would never occur to you. It's impossible. It's the same kind of principle with preparing for the unpredictable. How are we supposed to do that? How do we prepare for the unpredictable? We prepare for the unpredictable. We prepare for us maybe not having enough faith for something by creating a system, by creating a way in our life that we continually grow our faith. Maybe for you, it's going to church. Maybe for you, it's listening to Christian music. Maybe for you, it's praying every day. Maybe for you, it's going to connect group. Something that continually grows your faith, that continually, continually puts faith in your mind, when you talk about faith, that is a way to prepare for the unpredictable things that life will bring us. If you're taking notes, write this down too. The unpredictable shows us where our faith can grow. Just like the unpredictable weather, the unpredictable natural weather that occurred showed us we were unprepared. The unpredictable things in our life that happen show us where our faith can grow. So look at it as an opportunity of how your faith can grow when the unpredictable happens to you. If you're taking notes, write this down too. Our foundation of faith 
prepares us for the growth that we will need. If you feel like you don't have a lot of faith, that's okay. You don't need a lot of faith. If you feel like you only have a tiny little amount of faith, Jesus said, good enough. A little bit of faith will prepare us for the growth that we're going to need because I promise you, unpredictable things, things will happen to you. And we can be prepared by that by looking at our foundation of faith. By saying, I, I, I want to grow on this foundation of faith, even if it's small. Even if it just took all the faith in the world for you to just make it here today. That foundation of faith, foundation of faith can prepare us for what we're going to need to grow. You know what the snowpocalypse of 2021 did show me? Because we didn't have enough food. I mean, we had enough food, but we didn't have all the food we wanted, and we didn't have all the water that we wanted. But we did have enough room in our house to bring in a few friends because their power was out. We did have a vehicle that we could take out into the snow to go pick up our friends. And what it showed me is that something that is very, apparently, a bunch of food and water is not important to us, but having space in our life for people to be there with us is important to us. It showed me that I am prepared for people to be in my life. I am prepared to bring people, to bring friends, to bring community into my life. That's what it did show me that I was prepared for. So I wasn't completely unprepared for the storm. I was just prepared in different ways. See, that's what the unpredictable, unpredictable can show you too. It's not just look at where you were unprepared, but let yourself see where you were prepared for that. You can let yourself see where you were prepared for that unpredictable situation. Maybe someone gets laid off. Maybe you get laid off or your spouse gets laid off, but you guys had a savings account. Looks like you might have been prepared for the unpredictable there. You and your family pray every day, pray every week. Something happens that shakes your faith. You'll be able to see where you were prepared. There's something about saying, I'm ready to trust God no matter what happens. And then whatever happens, if you've already made the decision to trust God, then you have prepared yourself for that unpredictable situation. Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is this. Your intentional faith is the best preparation for the unpredictability of life. But your faith has to be intentional. My faith, it has to be intentional. We have to choose to have faith. That is how we prepare for unpredictability. And we can. We can choose to prepare for it. We can take small steps. A small step of going to connect group. A small step of saying a short prayer in the morning small step of reaching out to someone and saying that you need some help, you need to talk something through, you're having some struggles with your faith, those small steps, that intentional faith, that is the best preparation you can do for the unpredictability of life.
If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for us today. God, we are so grateful that no matter what happens naturally in this life, in this world, no matter what happens around us, that you've given us the gift of faith. Any faith that we can choose to have is a gift from you, and I pray that we would use that gift today, this week, this month, this year. I pray that when the next thing happens in our life that catches us completely off guard, that is unpredictable, God, that we would choose to see where we have prepared for that moment, and we would use that opportunity to, if there's something that we have not prepared for, that we would let that grow our faith. We would let that grow within us. We thank you, God. We love you. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.